Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor and have designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be starting a 10-part series on why teachers shouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. Several years ago, I wrote an article. It was called Everybody Knows. And it described 10 things that everybody knows, but for some reason doesn't e- we don't even talk about them. And we don't want to do anything we don't want to do anything about them. And in the world of dysfunction and deviance and denial, what I want to know is how and why we don't know. There are things that go on in education that are so obvious. Sometimes just denying them is embarrassing and we all should be red-faced. Truly, there's an 800-pound gorilla in the room. And he's being ignored and the path of least resistance is being taken. Now, it's not so much the fact that we... Uh, know these things. That's the scary part. The real part is, is that throughout the last 30 to 40 years, we've compromised to the point where we have just drank the Kool-Aid and we have taken all kinds of different things that that have uh, been taught in our schools, that have been taught in our colleges, and the philosophies and the theories that have come out of college just are absolutely ridiculous. And they have been shoved down the throats of new teachers. And what's happened is the new teachers have drank the Kool-Aid. And then you have veteran teachers who have been forced to follow some of these practices, they not only drank the Kool-Aid, they got muzzled because they had trouble with the philosophies and the theories in the first place. 
because they've been around for so long, they, they were forced to compromise. And this is the problem. This is the problem. I went to college. I mean, if you're a teacher, you, you certainly you went to college. But we were taught that what we were learning from our uh, professors was all good stuff. The bottom line is we were, we were never taught to question some of these theories and philosophies, and they have led, some of these theories and philosophies has led us down the path of released resistance. They've taken us to a fork in the road, and we've taken the wrong fork. And we have to wake up and start to really consider what's going on in our schools and if, in fact, what we're doing is working because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you want a different result, that's the definition of insanity. And we've bought it. We've bought it all. Now, what are these ten things that we have been forced to drink what is this Kool-Aid that we have been forced to drink and has been forced upon us? Well, this is the first one in the 10-part series. Number one, disrespect is pervasive in society. It's pervasive in society. The, pro the problem that we have is the kids who we've put, who absolutely were disrespectful, we've put up with it. And we've been taught to put up with it. Now, I'm going to cover other things as we move down this list, but I'm going to share something right here. Don't tell me that a kid has a problem like attention deficit disorder or oppositional defiant disorder and that's the reason why he's giving someone the finger that isn't a condition that's a learned behavior and you know what happens when these kids learn these things and learn that they can get away with it what happens is they become adults who think they can get away with it and we have been we have been drinking this Kool-Aid We've been drinking the Kool-Aid of disrespect in our schools for years, and we've been forced to put up with it based upon circumstance or some other environmental problem that a kid has. And we're going to cover that later on, too. I am livid that teachers right now are being led down the path. These young teachers are being led down the path of just putting up with. You bring a kid down to the office, he gets sent back to class. Because you had to drink that Kool-Aid. You go back to your classroom, you're so frustrated, you don't know what to do. Then if, in fact, anything happens in terms of a disciplinary process with the kid, the parents come in, who were kids once, who were... Uh, allowed to be disrespectful, now they're disrespectful to administration. This is an intergenerational problem. And we don't talk about it enough in our faculty rooms. We don't talk about it enough at faculty meetings. Sometimes a parent with the biggest mouth 
gets the most attention. Nobody confronts, everybody runs. And truly, the schools are controlled by 20% of the parents with the biggest mouth. What's happening when kids aren't corrected for certain things and they become adults, they begin to believe that they can say and do what they want. And that includes instilling the fear of God into a teacher who tries to correct their kid. Now, we have movements in society right now. You know, we're, we're trying to stop sexual harassment. We're trying to stop bullying. We're trying to do a lot of things to try and clean this up. But you have a group of people who will continue to try and sexually harass people, try and bully people, try and deal, uh, harass them on the job, and so on. Why? Because they think it's okay. They drank the Kool-Aid too. And now their brain is garbled. And they think they can get away with this stuff as adults. And they're raising kids as adults with this type of attitude. We have to stop the madness. Stop the madness. And if we don't, what happened over the last 30 years, I probably won't, I'm 65 years old. I'm probably not going to be around for the for the next 30 years. But I watched over the course of a 40-year period the deterioration of schools because everyone believed that what was being taught, you know, things, and we're going to get into it, things like, I like you, but I don't like your behavior. What type, what are you kidding me? The kid is a behavior problem. How do you like him but don't like his behavior? He is his behavior. And we have to begin to take a closer look at what's happening to some of these kids. We have to do a bet, and parents, of course, but everyone has to do a better job of teaching them what their behavior should look like what respect looks like, what responsibility looks like, and how they can go on to be successful adults because the condition of society right now is not too good because we all had a hand in drinking that Kool-Aid, believing it. There are certain philosophies that are just, they're wrong. They're wrong. I just shared one with you. The idea that you can like a kid but not like his behavior. The idea that, you know, everyone gets the trophy. The idea that we have to have all types of activities planned for kids. You know what's happening? Our kids can't play on their own. Because of the fact that we drank the Kool-Aid of play dates and all manner of other things that force kids into situations where they have to socialize, but when they get into those situations, they don't know how to socialize. We have to begin to take a close look at certain things. And I'm just going to go over some of these things with you. Number one, we have to take a close look at disrespect, period. 
and what it really means. Disrespect means that you have a high regard for the rights and privileges of another person. But if someone doesn't, we could find a reason why they don't have to. Raised on the wrong side of the tracks, bad circumstances at home, father drinks, father lost his job, divorced, whatever. So we have to put up with the disrespect. That's Kool-Aid. We drank it. We believe because of the situation, we have to put up with it. We don't have to put up with it. Because that kid is going to become an adult and no one's going to care about his upbringing or about some problem that he had during the day. As an adult, that's the scary part. Disrespect, it's pervasive in society. Number two, no one has self-control. No one. Take a look at society. Self-control is taught. And I'm going to go over a great article with you when we get to that piece in one of our episodes. Number three, we've medicalized education. Medicalized it. We believe that by giving a kid a pill... Now, I'm not going to joust with anybody in terms of ADHD, but I do know that kids who have this condition, guess what? There are certain things that have to happen along with medication for the, to get the best result in terms of that kid's behavior, but we don't do them. We excuse certain behaviors behind the condition and we allow kids to hide behind it. You see, years ago, if in a school you had about 5% of the kids were behavior problems. Now, I'm going to talk at the high school level. And at some point when they became really out of control, principal would call the parents and the kids into the office and they'd say, look, you got five choices, Join the, maybe four choices. Join the Army, go to trade school, get your GED, uh, drop out and find a job. But they did not put up with this type of stuff. And I mean behavior problems that were out of control. Now, that's if you had a handful of kids you could do that. What do you do if you got a school full of kids? Years ago, if you burned the American flag, it was a crime. What do you do if 5,000 people burn the flag and the jails aren't big enough to hold them? You create a law that says freedom of speech, freedom of expression, burn the flag. Same thing in a school. You got a handful of kids like this, you can move them out. What do you do if you got a school full of them? You can't move the whole school out. And we we progressively moved in, in this direction where we've got a whole school full of kids because we drank that Kool-Aid of medicalizing education. Everybody knows that years ago, all we wanted was for a kid to obey. Now obedience is the last thing we get. I talk to teachers. I used to use the word, I, I can't even use the word obey now. I'm forced to use the word compliance. Teachers think that obedience is too much like dog training. Some teachers, not all. And what happens? Okay, 
we, we drink the Kool-Aid because the philosophy tells us that obedience destroys the creative side of a kid's brain or compliance, whatever you want to call it, which is just baloney. I covered this a little bit, but we're going to get into it much deeper as we move forward. Excuses are built around circumstances. Forget it. Environmental genetic circumstances. Crime gets committed. Circumstances always brought up. Tough upbringing, wrong side of the tracks. And they they work along the lines of determinism. More Kool-Aid. We're determined. Can't change. We are only influenced by our environment. We are not determined by it. And we could change our response to the influence anytime we want. And so can kids if we give them a chance. The problem is... We think they're determined. That's how they are. And all you got to do is meet their parents and you'll find out why they're determined. Parents need parenting. You have parents that have kids that are 8 or 10 years old. They're about 30 years old. They don't know how to parent kids. They don't know how to discipline kids. So what happens? The kid acts up, parent comes into school, argues for the kid's weakness, everybody bats down. More Kool-Aid. Kids don't fear anything today. Sometimes we fear the kids more than they fear us. Oh, I know, we shouldn't frighten kids. Well, they have to fear something. They have to fear something. They have to fear disappointing us. And if they can do that, maybe we'll get somewhere. But when kids do what they want, when they want to do it, without fear, somebody drank the Kool-Aid. And kids have lost their ability to get along. Why? Because we have this tendency to believe that everyone's going to college. They don't go out on the playground anymore. They don't participate in social activities. They're stuck in computer labs. Years ago, when I wanted to, when we wanted to go out and play softball, the teacher told us, finish your work and we'll go out and play softball. Now a kid finishes his work and what does he get? More work. That's what happens. We think we're helping them when in reality... All of the research today points toward activity as netting you the best result with a kid academically. And I mean getting out and sprinting and running around and playing. Not in organized activities because that happens for one hour a week. I'm talking about get outside and play. Period. Now you've received the highlights of this. This... um, series that I'm going to be on with you, and it's going to be a great journey. I do hope that if you heard our short introduction here, 20 minutes or so, into some of these things that just have forced us into drinking the Kool-Aid of disrespect, medicalization, self-control, fear, whatever you want to call it, I hope that you take a close look at this 
and say, I gotta, I can't wait for that next episode because that next episode is going to go deeper into every one of these things. Now, on the episode, in the episode description, I've put a link that says everybody knows. You, if you click on that, will be brought to the course on the Bullyproof Classroom website. You could take a whole course on this topic. I don't call the the um, the course "Don't Drink the Kool Aid," but what I do call it is "Everybody Knows." We know this. We see it. We're sick of it. It's like an alcoholic knows that he has to quit drinking. But he continues to do it. We have to stop and take a look at what we're doing and determine if there are adjustments that have to get made. And this is for the sake of the kids. I am not trying to hurt anybody here. I'm trying to inform people that the more we allow, the more disrespect we're going to get. And we've got to start sit. And we're not going to be respected as as teachers. Teachers are getting blamed for everything today. Once a, once you have a school shooting, what happens? They go and talk to the guidance counselor of the school, and they say, "How did you miss it?" Well, what do you mean? How did you miss it? Do you, I don't know if it, how many of you remember Columbine, but read up on it. Harris and Klebolts shot up the school. They wanted to actually blow the building up. They had dynamite in their basement for a week, and you're going to tell me that the parents didn't see it? Come on. Let's wake up. It's time that we started to make some change, and change is a step of faith, folks. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want everybody here for my next episode. I want everybody listening, because I think you're going to learn a lot in this series And it's something that we really have to take a close look at. My name is Jim Burns. You have been listening to Anti-Bullying 101, the series Don't Drink the Kool-Aid. Let's take the time. Let's take take the time. Let's take the time and start beginning to make a difference. You get to that fork in the road. Don't take the path of least resistance. Take the path that might be a little bit difficult, but it's going to net you better results. Once again, thanks for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.